Welcome to Is This Scary? This is Phil. This is Zach. This is Shelby. Today, we are finally talking about Halloween Ends. 2022, directed by David Gordon Green, written by David Gordon Green. Paul Brad, Brad Logan, Chris uh, Bernier, and Danny McBride. Yep. Eastbound and down. Oh, no, wait, we're not talking about something good today. <laughs> I love that show, by the way. Just side side note. Music by John Carpenter. <laughs> Music by John Carpenter. Hey, not everything about this movie is bad. Yes. Okay, and we're just going to go ahead... We're going to put down some ground rules on this one. This is going to be a different kind of episode. If you want the synopsis for this movie, YouTube has 80 of them. Yeah. Go watch one. Every, in the horror community, on YouTube, whatever, in podcasts out there, everybody has been talking about this movie. Everybody's been talking about this franchise since 2018. It, it's especially with this new trilogy. People have been talking about it. There's reviews about it. We are going to do a spoiler review, so right off the bat, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. So if you don't want to and you haven't seen this movie, go watch a movie and then come back and we'll talk about it. Yeah, and we're probably not going to just give you some synopsis rundown Mm -hmm. as we just complain. Yeah. It's mainly what we're going to do. So for me, the biggest issue with this movie is not even the movie maker's fault. So... The movie that I wanted is the one that was originally supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm not holding this against them because they couldn't do anything about the fact that COVID shut them down. Yeah. Because what this was going to do was Halloween 2018 was late after, well, was the day into the evening. Halloween Kills was the night. Halloween ends was just going to pick up into the next day and take however long it was going to take. Right. Which, so probably an additional 24-hour time frame or so. Yeah. So all three movies would take place in about 48 hours, and that was going to be the whole trilogy. And we would have gotten a more focused... They said it was a more more focused on Laurie and Michael in that last movie. Mm -hmm. It would have built up their final showdown better. But instead, what we get is this weird homage to Halloween 3, where they try to throw in anthology elements in a movie that you're selling as the big showdown against your two landmark characters of your series. It's disjointed. Yeah, you have like the final showdown between Dr. Van Helsing and Dracula, and it's just like, what? This ain't no title fight. Except during the movie about, that's supposed to be about Van Helsing and Dracula, we meet, we just meet up with Snuffles. And we hang out with Snuffles for 45 minutes of the movie. And it's like, why? We don't know who this character is. There's no backstory on this guy. We're just going to hang out with him and we're going to tell his story. And oh, by the way, we're going to shoehorn that epic fight that you've been waiting for. It's going to take place in the last 20 minutes of the movie. Excuse me? And you're going to care about Snuffles and Snuffles' relationship with uh, Allison. Yes. Yeah, Lori's granddaughter. Okay. I'm going to be real here. I'm going to stick with that name now. Snuffles. Snuffles Snuffles is winning it out. (laughs) All right. So... Going to this movie, I mean, 
it just the beginning i was like it just automatically turned me off with the music i was just like one you're expecting the pumpkin you're expecting the the traditional john carper theme and it's just like i automatically do a face palm i know you did but i'm gonna disagree with you i my favorite no let me let me go with it my favorite part of this movie is the cold open Okay. Because they set up Corey Cunningham as Snuffles. Snuffles, yes. As a relatable character. Okay. They do. Oh, and I forgot. Snuffles, since it's my fault, I'll go ahead and use it. Is. You you know who he is, don't you? He's Archie Cunningham from Christine. Oh. (laughs) Because not only did they do a Halloween 3 homage, they also did a. Christine homage mm. because Carpenter directed but that movie and it's just like okay but why who cares right because he shows up in the same style jacket his haircut's the same like he is styled after and then that's also why he works in the junkyard um makes a lot of sense okay. like there are a lot of things they were going for that could have worked yeah it's just not Right movie, wrong time. Like, fine. Yeah. This would find all find the correct place to do it. Like, this, this would was... all work in a movie, and you can put it all together, and it could work. Just yeah. it didn't. Yeah. Okay. So, so anyway, well, I was gonna say about the cold opening because I watched this movie before you two with my with my girlfriend, and then right. watched it again with you all, and I hated the cold opening. Okay. I thought I would have loved it in a different movie. I was expecting Michael. I was expecting something like that. Okay. But just because I've been doing a lot of reading and research about this movie, they wanted you to expect that and they didn't give you Michael in the cold open because that's what you were expecting and they didn't want to give you what you were expecting. And that's literally what has been said about it. I would have I would have no problem with that if the rest of the movie fell into place like it should. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Pull, pull the wool over my eyes. That's great. But do it like do it in a manner that actually makes me want right. to sit through the rest of it. Right. I'll so agree. what we get with Corey is he is just babysitting. So he's pulling Lori Strode. And of right. course, again, as you said, it messes with your head. It's like, oh, this is the same night. No, it's one year later. Oh, yeah, it, it is. But it's one year later. It's, after- one, it's one year after the after Halloween ends, and Michael's disappeared. Yeah, he is, he is missing. And so he is babysitting. So you're thinking, oh, Michael's just going to show up, and he's going to kill these two people, and he's just going to disappear. No. So they played off. The kid is just being a little jerk. And, the kid's awful. Yeah. And Plate decides to play hide and seek with the babysitter. Corey goes up to the um, attic area, which I was definitely getting more of like the sense, Sixth Sense vibe from this. And I was like, okay. So the kid locks him into the door and Corey just freaks out. Okay. You're underplaying. See, I, you're so unhappy with it. 
I'll go into more detail. Like they do play with it because it's like, oh, the knife is missing. There we go. It's, yeah. And like, yes. so they do do it in a way. It's like, oh, okay, Michael's just gonna show up. It's like eh, they're also obviously in a house that's like close. That's by the woods and stuff like that. So they do play with it, and especially as the kid disappears, especially as we saw in 2018, Michael don't is not afraid to kill kids. He right. literally kills up a straight-up kid, and he we see that in Halloween Kills, too. He kills three, three kids. kids. So it's like, okay, we finally break that motif that Michael kills children, not just teenagers and adults right. and old people he, and dogs. He kills children. He also eats dogs. He, anyway. Yeah. Either way, um, he got hungry. Sorry, um, but it's like okay, or he Michael just straight up killed. Nope, nope. So it and it te- so it is that is like a shocking moment. I mean, Corey starts freaking out. He's banging on the door, banging on the door, and he decides, okay, I'm just gonna pull a kick- Kool Aid man, and I'm gonna kick down the door. Well, yeah, he's so so. Corey SWAT kicks the door open. And I actually think what happens is the kid's fault. You live in this house. You know what direction this door opens. You stand directly behind the door. The kid... And by the way, two fantastic practical shots back to back. So first, after the door gets kicked open, the kid takes the doorknob straight to the eye, which looks brutal. Uh Looks amazing. Yep. And... It has enough momentum, which it wouldn't, by the way, to flip him over the banister. What it would have done is given him a shiner and maybe blinded him in that eye and cracked his head on the banister. And that would have been real life. But given that this is the Halloween universe, naturally, the parents are walking in. And exactly as this is happening. So doorknob to the eye, kid flips over the banister, and you get an amazing dummy shot of just hitting the ground like a sack full of bricks. Yep. The the neck break and the blood splat are great. It's like the perfect crime. He's got a knife in his hand and stuff like that, and the parents were there just enough. Yeah, the parents were there just enough to hear, like, maybe Corey screaming upstairs. So it's like the perfect crime, but instead of, ha- again, it teases you because it's like, okay, well, he just, he's obviously going to go to jail. Nope. He's- no, he, that would actually be defensible in real life. Yeah. So it would be. He, I mean, he gets out. I mean, he doesn't. He gets off. He yeah. doesn't go to jail. Yeah, he doesn't go to jail. And then we get quickly, like. Lori is, she's like, it's been four years since my daughter was killed. And it's like, okay. But instead of being the strong, preparing character that she was, 40 years she was waiting, she was training to take out Michael. And now she is just Lori, the the Girl Scout. She's a grandma. She's, yeah, she's... She's decorating her house for Halloween. She's making apple pie or pumpkin pie. Alcent is is working at the hospital. And they're just trying to, like, live life. And Lori is writing a book. But she's also stating that Haddonfield is damaged. It is... It, there's been nonstop murders. It's, it's kind of almost getting to the point where it's like a murder capital of the world. It's... 
or the U.S., whatever. A lot of suicides. Everybody, it's Michael. It's Michael. No, it's not Michael. He doesn't use guns. Unless it was Halloween 4, he just stabs you with it. Just stabs you with a shotgun. Um, either way, great movement. Um, so, yeah. talking about Haddonfield for a moment, this is one of my biggest problems with it, is they, like, demonize Laurie Strode and Allison in a lot of manners, and you give, they it gives off this feeling that they're either being completely blamed for Michael' existence, or they don't. Uh, the people don't believe in Michael, right? And I'm just sitting there going, "How do you? How do you survive kills, and then blame Laurie Strode for Michael?" Well, and I think okay. So this is actually something that I didn't mind about because unless you. Unless, because you got to think, all these masses of people, especially as we saw in Halloween Kills, it's mass hysteria. Mm-hmm. I mean, as we saw in the hospital, none of them actually saw Michael, and yet they killed an innocent man. <laughs> well, here's true. my uh, We'll talk about Halloween Kills at another time, I guess. Yes. That movie had its own but to, massive amounts of problems. Yeah, but to go off of that, I'm like, the whole time, the, how the town is acting, I feel like is okay. That in regards that, unless you have not seen the shape, you can only go off of what you're hearing from the police. And oh, that, oh, if you find a dead body in, of, your, of a loved one in your house, if you haven't seen them, must have been the shape. It must have been the shape. So you, it's again, it's almost like a, like an urban legend that's in your town, like in a small town. I got to remember Haddonfield, is Illinois. Yeah. So this is a small town that's has a lot of history. So people are gonna be quick to turn on each other, and who is the person to blame? Lori Strode. Well, but- she's the lone survivor. And I get what y'all are saying, except Lori doesn't act like that. Because Lori, at this point, is acting like she did at the beginning of Halloween 1978. She's just, she doesn't feel damaged. She's just living her life. She's all happy-go-lucky. She's picking on Allison and stuff, which, Mm -hmm. okay, it's cool to see her having a good relationship with her granddaughter. Except... That the, the Lori that we met at the beginning of Halloween 2018 is this damaged former alcoholic who's an unfit mother. So, the, I'm not saying that people can evolve. I'm saying that people don't evolve necessarily evolve that much in four years. No, like especially as weird. she has been from from 1978 to 2018. She did nothing but prepare. Like, her house, like, I can understand where, especially in, after the failure of burning her house, making the trap, and it didn't work. Well, especially that, after her entire house is literally a trap. Yes. Oh, such a good scene. That, I can understand where that's going to knock the wind out of your sails, but still, you are going to have that instinct where... I'm going to make sure that I sleep with a shotgun at night. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that my house is is 
is good to go and secure, but I'm also going to make yeah. sure my granddaughter, my only living relative, doesn't be stupid and ha- make stupid red flag decisions. <laughs> Especially after the boogeyman that I was terrified was going to come back came back and killed my wife's or my daughter's husband and then took her out. Yep. Everything and he's you been were missing. Everything that you were afraid of happened and then he disappeared. No, if if anything, she's a more paranoid, more prepared version of the Lori from the beginning of 20. Almost like a vigilante where she's going out with Frank every single night in a patrol car and they are just searching. They are yeah. looking through. They're clearing out. She doesn't just become Granny Strode. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. No. It's, yeah. No. <laughs> Granny Strode. Tell me that's not who she is at the beginning of that movie. I it literally is. already said that she was a grandma. Yeah. She was acting grandma. Yeah. I just didn't put it in that term. <laughs> Granny Strode. Very, very odd. And Allison in this movie. Oh my gosh. You want to take a character that was having positive movement character building, strengthening as a character, moving into being the next strong matriarch of her family to a lovesick puppy dog. Yep. What? Yep. So she literally goes from 2018 to Kills where she's scared and doesn't really do much, but then she goes literally to Halloween Kills and she's like, no, my, my grandmother is in the hospital. She might die. I'm taking I'm taking Michael out. Give me a gun. I'm I'm ready to go. And it's like, but now she's just like, I work, but I'm also very, very lonely. And I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna pick the most beat up orphan dog to be my boyfriend. It's like Snuffles. <laughs> exactly. Snuffles. <sighs> and she just falls head over heels for Corey. In five minutes. Yeah. She implicitly trusts him from the get-go, and it makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because if anything, after what she'd been through over the last four years, she would trust nobody. All right. I can see where (laughs) almost that, almost like what she was hinting at the end of the movie was that she wanted to leave. I can see that for Allison, where she's just like, I'm... Saving enough, enough money by working at the hospital so that I can leave Haddonfield. Maybe oh, yeah. even that she's trying to convince her grandmother, we need to leave. We need to leave. We need to get out of this town. Everybody hates us. And this town is doing nothing but hurting us and killing us. Well, and it's hurting everybody that lives Yes, here. maybe they can heal if we leave or something like that. We're almost kind of keeping the the wound open now that we're here. Right. So I think that would have been more realistic for her character, but yet we didn't get that. We just saw her trying to fix a broken, broken boy. Who, by the way, is set up to be shape 2.0, except for the fact that he gets his butt handed to him by high school band nerds. Nope. No. Nope. Uh Uh-uh. You awesome. don't get to set up your new unstoppable murder machine after he gets beat up by band kids. <laughs> Multiple times. Yeah. So these <laughs> freaking band nerds, which 
throw toss him over like a freaking yeah. like over a, an overpass. It? An overpass. Yeah, they toss him off an overpass. Yeah. yeah, and okay, just pretty much committed murder, bro. Okay, <laughs> and Corey is knocked unconscious. And the local homeless man sees as he's being pulled into Pennywise's sewer. <laughs> right. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so, here's my other gigantic issue is Michael's art. Yeah. So. It's almost non-existent. Well, no. It exists. It just doesn't make it any doesn't sense. It doesn't make any sense. So, Halloween 2018. You get, he sees his mask for the first time in 40 years that reawakens his murder rage. Mm-hmm. He waits for his transfer, kills everybody on the bus, except for not Dr. Loomis, and then gets his mask back, does what he does, and by the time we get to the end of Halloween Kills, He's become the living embodiment of evil. He does a Jason teleport. Like, are we sure that he's even fully human anymore? Or is he literally just the living mm-hmm. embodiment of pure evil? Right. Except apparently after he was at his most powerful, filled with the most rage, the most literal evil... He's now broken old man. He goes crossing his sewer and he eats rats for the next four years. What? what? Yeah. <coughs> I mean, so here is my big opinion, and I'm glad I didn't mention any. I'm glad we didn't do this review immediately after watching this. We've had a couple weeks to really let this germinate. And my big opinion was about Michael because if we would have reviewed this, I would have been real nasty because I, Michael is the shape. He Mm -hmm. is pure and simply evil. We should never see Michael weak ever. And we see that. I mean, the first moment we see, I mean, the first moment that we do see Michael, it is cool because he just grabs freaking Corey and just chokes him out for a bit. Snuffles. Yeah, snuffles. And it's like, okay, that's cool. Love it. Great shot and camera work. I love what they do with Michael in this because of the, the shots. It's like he looks creepy. If you have that freaking looking at you like a couple of inches from your face, you're gonna you're gonna crap your pants. But then you see the old man. It's like, oh, don't hurt me. He's like like cowering. He and it's gets just beat he down. He gets bodied by freaking Corey. Corey whoops him. Yeah. Straight up. And I'm like, mask. I understand he's an old man, but as we've seen several times, when he killed his sister back in the 60s, and he sat and stared at a wall for 15 years, he came back and killed all those people, no problem. And then he did it again. 40 years. He's an old man, and he came back and bodied so many people. No problem. He did not. So he would have, yeah, because he would have been in his early sixties. Yeah. So his age doesn't matter. It doesn't it's matter. Not, it's not supposed to. It's not supposed to. So I understand what they were doing with this. They. I'll just put it out right now because we're going to talk about it later. They kill Michael at this in this movie. Absolutely, they do. Yeah. And in order to do that. They had to make him human. 
Which is a mistake. Yes. So from this first few scenes that we see of Michael, he is a timid, cowering old man. Oh, and can we talk about another really stupid thing that happens in the in the sewer? Mm-hmm. When he when he grabs Corey, hits him up to the face, and he sees that Corey killed somebody. And then he transfers the evil into him through his eyes. So, I mean, they kind of like paying a homage to... Yeah. I mean, they're kind of paying a homage to Halloween 4 right there, but also potentially Halloween 6 as well. They're trying to bring maybe that some of that lore of like the cult of Thorn, maybe. Well, and evil is a virus. That exactly. Idea. I get and it's it. like, okay... I'm like, if we really want to go into that, that's fine. I mean, Corey as well, because everybody's looking at Corey. Yo, you're a freak. You're a freak. Blah, blah, blah. Same thing that they did to Daniel Harris in Halloween 4. You're a freak. You're nothing. You're you're horrible. Um, You probably did it on purpose. Blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, okay, so if you are made fun of and you're pushed to become you're pushed and forced to be somebody that you are not eventually you are going to become that person sure but Corey not the right movie (laughs) we'll say that multiple times i'm sure but the thing is Corey doesn't become a threat in this movie the only the only kill he gets before the evil is downloaded into his brain is by accident. Yeah. Because he's not a threat before Michael evil dumps into his brain. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even when he kills the homeless man, it's an accident. Yeah. So, I mean... I'm glad we didn't have any moments with, like... Corey, like, talking with Michael and stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to hit up the doctor's house and we're going to go kill the doctor they, and that, nurse. The scene obviously happened. They just couldn't show it because it breaks. That would have broken the character way too yeah. much. And, I mean, the other thing for me that breaks Michael is the fact that he's willing to work with Corey. Because, mm-hmm. again, yeah, the when they go to the doctor, the doctor's house, yeah, they work as a team. They yeah. straight up work as a team. Michael doesn't try to kill Corey at all in that scene. Mm-hmm. And then after that, Michael obviously gave Corey some tips because as much as I don't like this movie, how the band kids go down in the uh, in the oh, junkyard, yeah. those are great kills. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, Corey does do some great kills, and Michael does some great kills when she, when he pin. I mean, he does the, the classic head tilt. That, I mean, I was, that was, that was, Claps and applause for that. So oh, Michael, yeah, and then he redid the bob kill. Yeah, he did redid mm-hmm. the bob kill on the nurse. That was great. He did the head tilts, which was awesome. I loved how they brought... Um, oh, he also he also got his sit-up. Yep, he got his sit-up, which was nice. Um, they brought back a Nick Castle to do a cameo, but yep. also he did the breathing. So they did his voice recording, which I thought was cool. I was like, all right, that's, that's well, awesome. The guy that played Michael also did He's awesome. a fine job. He's great. I he does a great job. I love the way he walks. I like he's intimidating. He is very, very he's tall. He's the shape. He is works. the shape. Yeah. He he works. His his movement is very, very well done. 
and um James Jude James Jude Courtney yeah, yeah. Yes. James Jude Courtney is great he do, he did he has done put him down as one of the top ones for the shape he's he's done a great job um and he worked great with Lori too because if yeah. you read behind the scenes he him and her they really oh. work together um which we'll talk about in in a later second um Going back to uh, one of the Corey kills, like we have the junkyard kills; those are great. The, and the torch to the head was so good. Yeah, yeah, like the, it's brutal. It's it's kind of almost going back to it's kind of like going to Rob Zombies, just that are a little bit brutal in that regard. Mm-hmm. Which I'm fine with that. I don't mind that. And also, if he, if the actor Corey was also playing the shape at that point. Like, actually, in the costume, he was doing the movement. I liked his walking, too. I have, even when he was doing the the movement, when he killed the um, the radio talk host, it was great. I was like, I like that movement. That might be my favorite kill of the movie. Yeah. Is, that, the, is the tongue on the record. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was so good. It's funny, oh, and but... And then he pulps his face. Yeah. Like, he went for it. Like, yeah. The, the kills... Are good. They're juicy. Yeah, they're they, they're definitely good, and it's kind of like that subtle funny. But again, that's fine because it fits with the franchise because they did it a lot in the first movie. I was like the whole Bob kill when he puts the the sheet over his head. Yeah, Michael's got a weird sense of humor. Yeah, he likes to decorate. It's fine, but so those moments were good. It was just the other stuff that's going on, the stupid awkwardness between. I know some people liked it. I hated it. The whole awkwardness between Frank, the used-to-be sheriff, and Lori is cringy. I enjoyed it. It felt like the only... At re- least Lori gets something nice out of this. Yeah. Well, I, for me, it felt like the only real kind of... Connection. Connection. Actual love. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I just... And sometimes love is cringy. That's yeah. fine. Should we skip to the end? Sure. Just okay. Well, I mean, we're we're not really doing a synopsis. We're just kind of. I know. Well, yeah, but I did want to. There we go. What part did you want to mention? The, I, I can appreciate what they were trying to do with Corey's characterization because we should talk about his parents. Oh yeah. Well, his mom and his stepdad. Yeah. So. After the death, the only place that Corey can get a job is his stepdad's garage slash junkyard. Stepdad is going out of his way to be nice to this kid. And he's a good I stepdad. can appreciate it because kid needs genuine love and affection from some direction because his mom is a piece of work. Yeah. She's just effed in the head. I loved everyone's reaction in the room when she ends up kissing him on the mouth. God, that was... Yeah. So, mom is like super ultra overbearing Jewish mom. Why aren't you doing this? You're such a disappointment. I wish you were blah 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 blah. Like, she's just ripping him a new one. But I'm also like into you though. Yeah, to the point that, yeah, she's Loves her son so much that she loves him romantically. Oops, gross. <laughs> but, like, stepdad gives him his old bike that Corey thinks is cool. Mm-hmm. 
he's helping him. Like, yeah. Good it's a, stepdad. It's a, Thumbs up. Well, and whenever he accidentally gets shot in the head, like, there you go. You know what? Excellent writing there. Because you made me care about this guy, and he went out by accident. That was fantastic writing. Because you, you, you got mm-hmm. me right there. Heartstrings pulled. You did it. It also affected Corey. Oh, yeah. If anything, it made him more violent, more brutal. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And at least Corey got to kill his mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we didn't even see it. Oh, that was lame. Yeah, I know. Off-screen kills in the horror yeah. movie. Why are we doing that? So all while, I guess, I guess leading to more of the end. So another part of this film is... Lori is noticing the red flags. She's noticing the red flags with Corey. And I will say, just sorry to interrupt, but as per usual, Jamie Lee Curtis kills it. Yeah. She is fantastic in this movie. Yeah. She's a really good actor, so it's not a surprise. Yeah. So she notices it, and it's done in a way where it's like, oh, like it's obviously he's acting like the shape. Like he's creeping around the hedge. Like he's sneaking up on her. And it's like, so she's automatically like, I'm looking into his eyes. I'm kind of I'm the devil's eyes, blackness and stuff like that. So that she's, was the closest to the prepper, uh, Laurie Strode that we get. Yeah. So she's she's having this feeling like it's like oh my, I don't my spidey senses are tingling. Uh-huh. Something's not right. Exactly. And of course, I mean her. Her granddaughters, just like her, she's very, very stubborn. So she is seeing this and she's doing a little bit more research into Corey. And she's like, Allison, I don't think that this is a good idea for you hanging around this kid. And of course, Allison's like, no, I I care for him. I want to fix him if I can, but whatever. And... For any woman out there or man, doesn't matter. You can't fix your significant other. If yeah. they're broken, leave. Yeah. If they're not making honest movements to fix themselves, you can't do it. All you can be is a cheerleader for them to uh, make the moves themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but yes. So just. Lori is like, there's that odd scene where Corey is literally sleeping on the blood of the little boy that he accidentally uh, killed. I was about to go there. Their interactions are my least favorite parts of this movie. Okay, that's the scene that we're about to talk about makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, okay, did this scene actually happen? Because it's like they played off almost like this is in his head. He, but at the same time, it could not be. She could have been there in the house and she's telling him, I want you to leave. I want you to leave my granddaughter alone. I know that you care for her. And he's like, if I can't love her, no no one will. So he's blatantly threatening her and his, and her granddaughter. And she's like, I'm not stupid. Like. I see you for who you are. Real quick. Talking about this house again for a second. We do come back to it one more time. Like, before this scene, you do go back to this house one other time. That's when him and Allison are walking, going for a walk. And he looks at her and goes, I killed someone. And then takes her to the house. 
What? Why would you do that? Like, on either either note. Yeah. Why would you be willing to go back to the house? Red flag. <laughs> and why are you following this guy who just admitted to a murder? Facepalm. But... So, now it's gotten to the point where there's an ultimatum. He... Is like, all right, I have to kill Laurie Strode. I, if I'm going to be happy with it. He's the only, yeah. Yeah, I have to take yeah. her out or she's going to kill me. He does his he does his correct steps and he's like, I'm going to tell Allison. And just like, oh, by the way, your grandmother wants to kill me. And Allison is like, like believes him. Like yeah. straight up believes him. Like, okay. She's- yeah. Okay. I'm going to um, be real. That might be the, the most realistic response Allison has in this. Because knowing how her grandmother has been in the past. Yeah. Going, you know, th- yep. those might be good odds. She's a good marksman. She's been trained. She knows her weapons. She's not dumb. Yep. If she wanted to kill you, Corey, she, she could definitely could. do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and, and we'd all be for it. Yeah. So, I mean, then we got to we get to the scene where Lori is, I guess, preparing to unalive herself. She is alone in her house, right? Calls in a suicide, uh, calls in a suicide call. Yeah. And she has threatened to unalive herself in several, yeah. several times. And especially in the deleted scenes in 20, 2018, she... And I can understand why. It's like, okay, you lost you lost your family. You've lost a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. And you think almost that the town the town straight up hates you. You think that if you die, maybe everybody will be able to breathe a little bit better in this town. So while we're thinking, oh, she's gonna kill herself, Corey shows up. And she shoots the pumpkin. Yep, shoots the pumpkin and just easily, like, takes down Corey, but doesn't kill him. She doesn't. No, what she unloads her gun. She shoots him, like, three times at the top of the stairs. He falls down the stairs. Yeah. And she just fires her gun off in the in directions and empties it. Yeah. Because... I think she she's, tr- she's playing it off like, oh, if I just shoot... Police are going to come. And it's like, especially as the police ha- police have been on alert. So it's like, okay, they're going to come a lot faster. Well, we can talk about the police response yeah. in a minute. Yeah. So they're talking. I mean, they're talking. And Corey makes the decision. I'm going to stab myself. I hate <laughs> if I No, and then he, I hate and then he so, so much. And then he doubles down. Oh, he doubles down on the, the Allison line from earlier, and it's like, if I can't, well, if ever, I can't no one can. Stabs. And then he stabs himself in the neck with the butcher knife. Yeah. And, and then, for whatever reason, Allison shows up. Yeah. Yeah, as Lori... And Lori does the thing that only happens in movies, where the second somebody mortally wounds themselves, you grab the weapon. Yeah, she, it's like, okay... She's red-handed. She did it. 
And, and yeah, and Alice is like, oh, you stabbed it at him in the neck. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. And leaves. Ignoring, yeah, and leave. <laughs> ignoring the mask. Oh, yeah, he's wearing the mask. Right, it's literally there. <laughs> and she leaves. And as Lori just, like, prepares for the, the police to arrive, the shape shows up. And a very, like, quick, a lot of things are happening at this moment. Shape shows up. He gets his mask back on. I love this moment because as he, like, walks over to Corey to, like, pick up the knife, Corey is still alive. Yep, because and, reasons. And, of course, he wants to have it out with with Michael one last time. Like, no, 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 that's my mask, blah, 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 blah. And I love what Michael does in this because it's like, yes, get revenge for this little punk that threw you around in the freaking sewer and he just snaps his neck. But not before he does something really stupid. He takes his evil back. Oh, Did you not remember? Oh, yeah. He does, the, he does the eye thing again, but this time he sucks the evil out back into himself. Yeah. It's just like, oh, it's so stupid. My can you battery's guys, loaded now. Can you guys stop with the transferable evil thing? Because yeah. you didn't do it in the other two movies, and it's it makes no sense. He's like, oh, thank you it's for those so kills. St- I'll put that in my bank now. <laughs> but, yeah, and then he does. He snaps Corey's neck. And gets this mask back. Good shot work best, in that. Best because, kill the movie. Again, I love the sh- the close-ups. They love shooting James Duke Courtney very, very close-ups. And I'm like, you if you had that, like, looking at you, I'd crap my pants. It's like, sure. yep. I, yeah. I, but I would hug. At the same time, I also want to hug, too. But either way, you have this going on, so it's like, okay, now we're going to finally get the showdown. We are going to get the yes. death cage match that we've been waiting for between Lori and Michael. Because theoretically, in this moment, in the movie, like Shelby just said, Michael just recharged his battery, got another kill, stole his evil back. Lori is a, in, in an emotional state to mess somebody up. She's because got nothing left to live for. It's go time. And for about, what, five minutes? It's, it's not real cool. that long. It's a great moment. Like, they are just bang, bang. Like, they are beating the crap out of each other. But then very quickly, he gets subdued. Very quickly. And then, like... He failed. Well, he can't. See, I said his battery was recharged because that's how they portray it originally. Except for the fact that he can't overpower an elderly woman. Yeah. Because he he tries to shove her hand in the dis, in the running disposable at one point. He's got both hands on her wrist and he can't shove her hand yeah. in the sink. Like. Who, this isn't Michael Myers anymore. Yeah. Right? I take that back. Again, this, this is an is, old man. No, this is Michael Myers. He's not the shape anymore. Yeah. He's just an old man. Yeah, he is just an old man at this point. And you see it very quickly. I love it. I definitely got that feeling when I was watching the scene. It was very, very intimate. I was like, they kept on like throwing each other on this freaking, on the, 
island, island and I was like, this is almost like sexual. <laughs> this is very, very weird. And I was like, okay, I understand what they're going on. I was like, it is a very intimate scene. You have enemy versus enemy against each other. So it's going to be nasty. And Allison so, okay. gets a call from from Frank and is like, hey, we, they, we got a 911 call from your grandmother. And so she's like, oh, crap. So Allison goes back to her house thinking, oh, maybe she called 911 to save Corey's life or something. Yeah. I guess. And. Okay. <sighs> so. Does she. So Michael, Michael ends up Michael ends up pinned to the island. I'm just trying to remember. Yeah, Michael exactly gets how it pinned happened. to the island first. So, the knife goes through his hand. Right. Then she not throws down the the um, fridge against his legs. So his leg is pinned, and then she takes another hand and um, another knife and pins his other hand. For a moment, you're like, yes, he's gonna take her out because he. He pulls his hand out of the knife, grabs her, and starts choking her. I want Lori to die. It would have been better narratively. Yes. It would have worked better for the movie. I will, in a little second, I will explain how I wanted the movie and the franchise for this trilogy to end. But Allison comes in. Slices his wrist, like, all the way open, almost slicing his hand off. Yes, Takes his mask off, which I was at this point was like, nope, I am not seeing his face. They you don't sh- really they, see it. They framed it right, but at the same time, to me, it's disrespectful. Don't take his mask off. The only person who takes his mask off is his himself. He don't take mask off. It's bad juju. We've already seen his face once. We don't need to see it again. Right. We saw him back in 1978. We don't need to see it again. They take his mask off. He gets his throat slit. And he gets his he gets um, his wrist slit, so he's just bleeding out. And Lori's telling him it's okay, it's okay. I, f- I almost like I forgive you. It's just what? It's a bad end. It's like a, it's a mercy killing. It's and like come on. And then they put him onto a truck onto their oh, car. No, drive him. No, no. It's worse than that, Phil. Yeah. Okay, so one of the characters that I was expecting to pop up way earlier in the movie. Because he played important roles in the last two, was the sheriff. Oh yeah, the, the who out of no yes, black eye and a cowboy. Black, guy. Black, yeah. black eye and a cowboy. No, the sheriff's great. I love the sheriff. Yeah, but it's so weird because Lori's like, we have to make a show of this. We have to take him all the way through town. And we have to destroy the body, and all of the cops act like cops. And they're like, we don't do vigilante killings. We can't parade a dead body around the town and then a cop car pulls up the sheriff gets out and goes tonight we do i'm just like what is this evil dies tonight and it's like okay. see it's worse than you remember phil because then they not only do they do that but they strap him to the top of the sheriff's cop car because that's the car they ride him through town on so not oh. only is the sheriff on board with the vigilante killing displaying a dead body to all of it all of his citizens, all of the people he sworn to protect, nah, I'm going to traumatize all these clowns instead. Mm-hmm. I'm not serving and protecting. I, we just, this man's dead and here's a body. Yep. What? Yep. And, and for whatever see- reason, Haddonfield is now psychically linked and everybody comes out of their house 
And as they slow roll the sheriff's car through town, everybody walks behind like we're at a New New Orleans funeral parade. Yep. And I'm really confused. Yep. And we get Chekhov's, <laughs> we get Chekhov's gun, which is a oh God. Uh, freaking... The industrial shredder from earlier. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so from yeah. the junkyard. So yeah, in the junkyard, there's a giant metal shredder. Because you know, it's, a, it's a junkyard. It's a car shredder. And they use it multiple times, mm-hmm. which... Exactly. It's like, okay, somebody's going in it. Yep. Somebody's going in it. And they literally just throw Michael in, and he is just ground into pieces. Cool scene. Look, I mean, like, the The actual effects look cool. The effects are right. And it ends with just Allison leaving. She decides, okay, this is my moment. I'm going to leave town. Lori is finishing her book. Oh, what's the name? The, the book has a great name. Hold on, I gotta look that up. And she, I mean, it, she finishes her book and kind of leaves her little studio area. And the last shot is her studio with Michael's mask on her coffee table. Oh, it's... She's also talking to Frank about... Oh, Sherry yeah. Blossom. Like, they're, we're gonna go on a date. They're gonna go to Japan together. <laughs> That's what we get. And it's like... Oh, what? Um, I'm still trying to wrap my head around if I can't have her, no one can. Stabs self in the neck. You mean you can't have her, literally anyone else can. I don't maybe Got he was it. maybe he was expecting Allison and and uh, uh, Romeo and Juliet, she's gonna walk no, in. No, I think oh, she no. maybe she was expecting Allison to just show up because she he knows what Allison went through too. So it's like maybe he was expecting Allison to just show up and then just like shoot shoot her grandmother. I don't know. It's the only thing I could think of. It would make more sense of a line if he said, If I can't have her, you can't have her. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. that would make sense. A lot of this movie didn't make sense. I can't find, but it was something like Slashers Saw Win or Sam Hain. Oh. Sorry, I have to say how how uh, Loomis says it. Sam Hain. Yeah, Sam Hain. <laughs> Sam Hain. <laughs> but it was like Slash. It's like Slashers Saw Win and something. But yeah, it's got a it's got a very punny yeah. sort of name to it. But yeah, I don't know it. What I don't understand is, out of this particular franchise, why do we need a happy ending? Exactly. I would have liked. Here's my ending. Okay, because I have one too. Keep all the point to the point where Allison leaves. And she leaves like normal. Everything is fine. We get the battle royale. But it's even more brutal. They are literally cutting each other. Both have a knife in their hand. They are literally beating the crap out of each other. And it's to the point where they go out because she does have a porch. I wanted to get it to the point where they are both on the porch. They are literally just beating the crap of each other. Everybody's there. Frank is there. Allison's there. They are watching this. And Allison realizes, I know what my grandmother's doing. She's ending this, and she's ending this now, and she knows, I know that my grandmother is not going to survive. If anybody can take out the shape permanently, 
it's going to be her. So she kind of holds Frank back and the whole town just watches Lori because now they're seeing this. Lori was always seen as a failure. She didn't beat the shape. She faced the shape twice and she failed to beat him twice. Now the whole town is able to heal because they are seeing her defeat the shape. And I wanted to see, I wanted to be, they both take their last breath together almost paying homage again to Halloween five with Loomis beating the living crap out of Michael with a two by four. And he collapses on type of Michael. And as Michael takes is falls unconscious, Loomis has a heart attack. And we think that he died. I would have liked that. And then Frank makes the decision, but would, to make it even better, this does not happen at Lori's house. It happens at the Myers house. I understand. I know There's the no under, Myers house. I know that. I know that the understanding that the Myers house does not exist. But I would have liked it if this all happened at the Myers house. And Frank makes the decision. He takes Lori's body off to give her a proper burial. He leaves Michael's body right there, and they just burn the whole place down to the ground. And they. Everybody watches it. They watch the house burn down and they watch his body burn so they can see it. That's the way that I would like to see it. And we just end it with Allison burying her grandmother. That's what I would have liked. I'll take most of your ending. Okay. But what doesn't work for me, Mm -hmm. why does Corey die in this movie? Mm. It doesn't make any, for me... Personally, as a viewer, as someone who's way too into horror, spending the amount of time that we spend with Corey, getting his whole backstory, finding out why he's a tortured, broken soul, and you build him up to be the next shape, but you have the original shape kill him off, feels like a cop-out. Mm-hmm. Or, because it is for me, more importantly... You wasted my time Mm -hmm. because you're trying to get me somewhat successfully to care about this character. Right. And then you just kill him off because. I mean, it could. You didn't even need to end this particular timeline with this movie because what you could have done is you play everything out almost the same. Except we don't have the suicide scene mm. at the top of the stairs mm-hmm. with Lori and Corey. What you have with them instead is Lori's in her kitchen doing whatever. Corey breaks into the house and starts beating down Lori. Mm. Doesn't kill her or anything because she still has to have her final showdown with Michael. Mm-hmm. But the scene where Allison comes in, comes in, she comes in where Corey's just assaulting her grandmother. Oh, and Allison takes out Corey? No. No. They, it, no. Allison gets traumatized by the fact that Corey's trying to kill her grandmother. Corey loses focus at that point, rips off the mask, and just leaves. Okay. Or gets not... Or, 
gets Loose knocked punk, out. Gets knocked out. Yeah. Just he is taken out of the fight, but still alive. <sighs> Then we can have the whole ending. I don't care. Lori dies. Michael dies. They both die. Somebody dies. Well, Michael would have to die for my ending to work. But yeah. So either Michael dies or Michael and Lori dies because it doesn't really matter. <laughs> and then I know that sounds terrible. Well, no, I'm just thinking of your your outcome, but with only Lori dying. What does Michael become? Just like the old wise hermit he teacher. The sheriff. <laughs> oh gosh. He Michael Myers hat. Redemption. He you know, gets the hat. He gets the hat. But um no. And uh So we'll go with your ending, that's fine. Except The Corey part obviously needs to be fixed. But I mean, no, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. So we go with your ending, except Allison ends up with the mask. And she leaves town. That can still happen. Okay. But what we get is we get a small time jump right at the end of the movie. And we'll say like six months later or whatever. And wherever she's living, she's got the mask in a closet or something. And the last shot of the movie. It's just a hand. Is a hand taking it out. And you get like a, like a quick pan or something. And you can see like half of Corey's face. As he like slips out the window or something, he mm. steals the mask <sighs> because I think what so would then it's passing the torch. You're passing the torch. You're set, and then you can set up for Corey and Allison can be the focus of more movies if you need a mm. logical way to continue the series. Mm. But just some way where at the end of it, Corey ends up with the mask, and he can be the next shape. And she's the next Lori. Exactly. So it's 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 almost like in Halloween H2O. It's like she's kind of run away from her old life, maybe even changed her name, but he will always find her. Yeah, that, yeah something like that. It's a good point. Different one. But, I like it, though. I mean, it's just something needed to be fixed with Corey. Because yeah. the way, what it turns out to be is, like I said, it's just a cop-out waste of time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I do not have an alternate ending for you all beyond, I think, I, I, I'm i more like you. I don't really care if Michael and Lori dies or if Michael dies or if just Lori dies per se. Um, my contemplation on fixing Corey would involve a lot more, uh, a lot more pieces of film hitting the ground during editing processes. Mm. Uh, I think as a character, uh, he's insufferable. Mm -hmm. I can't stand him. Okay. With Corey, I think what they could have done is do exactly what they did in his first, the cold opening. Have it almost like he's just in the wrong place at the wrong time and a whole bunch of murders start happening. So we, as the character, we're seeing murders happen. So we're like, wait a minute, is this a copycat or is this actually Michael that's killing? And, but Corey is just always there and the cops just keep on finding him, but nothing is enough to stick. There's no evidence. There's no evidence that are sticking because it's like, okay, the band geeks, they, all get, they, murdered. they get murdered. They get yeah. brutally murdered and Lori knows that, oh, 
Those are the they, kids that they, picked on him at the Yeah, I physically saw it myself. And then the yeah. junkyard. So, I mean, it's everything that's related to Corey. Right. And Corey's just like, I just want to be a normal teenage kid. Well, no, I just want to be a normal loser in my early 20s. Right. And so it's <laughs> we've all that been. would be interesting with Corey because then it's yeah. like, okay, who is doing the kill- killing? Is it him? Like we could even put it out that maybe he's having nightmares or something like that. He's freaking that, out or something like that. He's that would have been interesting. So it's like, okay. Yeah. So we could have done that with Corey and then Corey's character would make sense. Well, my other thing is let's do all of this, set up a cohesive story through two movies. I just don't, I understand that the original production got derailed. I don't understand why they completely threw out the original script because they brought in two additional writers to help them quote unquote, fix the ending. But why I guess my biggest issue with Corey is it's why do we spend so much time with this brand new character that we haven't seen before? Because if he had at least popped up in a couple of scenes in the other two movies, for me, that's a narrative, a needed narrative thread. Because otherwise it's, hey, here's random Jack Wagon number five, and we're going to spend a lot of time with him. Don't worry, we'll just George Lucas it. Yeah. Oh, we'll digitally insert him badly into some scenes. Yeah, we'll just edit it. It's great. He's like floating three feet off the ground for no reason. It's Avril Palpatine (laughs) in The Rise of Skywalker. No, 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 no. Even better. (laughs) No. We're going to add him to the quality that Jabba was added to A New Hope. Ew. Where it's going to be just Uh, the worst looking insert you can do. Yeah. It's horrible. (laughs) We're gonna put Christian Hadenson into Return of the Jedi. That but, uh, quality of editing. And then, I mean, for me, the other thing I would need to fix is Allison needs to be rewritten to be consistent to yeah. who the character was. It's, that's a, the key word, is there's no consistency between the first two movies into the third. It's even Laurie's not the same. I think the only character that is the same, the sheriff and Frank. Well, the sheriff's in one scene. In one scene, but he still is acting the same. Yeah. Frank is Frank is exactly the same. That's the only character that's same, maybe, but we really don't see her that much. And that's um, the girl that's at the bar. She was in Halloween Kills. She survived. She was one of the original three. And it's but other than that, her part is not not important. It's not. So it's yeah, it's the lack of consistency. It's and they kept one of the things they've been doing for the interview circuit for this is they. I've heard multiple people didn't understand what we were trying to do, Uh and maybe not. But then why did your marketing department sell this film as Michael versus Laurie? Because that's how the film was sold. This is the final showdown between the characters. 
Except it's not. Yep. You're expecting a cage match, and you get the Johnny Johnny Knoxville match. That's a joke match. Yeah, you get a gimmick match. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. So, it's... <clears throat> I believe in time, the reputation of this movie within the horror community... I would say general horror community will probably recover. Mm-hmm. Um, hardcore Halloween fans, I don't know, will ever forgive this movie. So here's the thing. I avoided this movie like the plague. It was hard for me to do that with Halloween Kill, especially as I went to Halloween Horror Nights and the trailer was being shown on huge plasma screens everywhere every five seconds. So I could not avoid this movie. Same thing as I couldn't avoid the Chucky series trailer either right so this i avoided like the plague i saw nothing any trailer boom i closed my ears closed my eyes did not listen to it i didn't read nothing nothing the only thing i saw after this movie came out was everybody was putting their ranking of all the halloween movies in the franchise in order and from what i could see it was mix. A lot of people were putting it right in the middle. I saw a few, not many, that were putting it in like the top four. I only saw a few that were really putting it in like the bottom three around like Resurrection and mm-hmm. Halloween 5. Well, and the Rob Zombies. And the Rob Zombies. So it has mix. And as we saw, it made a crap ton of money. It made a crap ton of money. It, um. It made, made more money than it should. It made a lot of money. And the Akkad family is going to do something with this franchise in the near future. I don't I know that they said that this is the end of Halloween. I think what they mean by that is this is the end of the original version of these yes, characters. This Lori uh, I do Jamie know. Lee Curtis is done. She is pretty much signed it in contract in blood. She will never play. Well, Lori she doesn't want to do it again. And she reportedly had a pretty terrible time filming this movie. Yeah. I do want to throw out that uh was it Jason Blum made the yes. statement that this is not the last Halloween movie. This is the last Halloween movie that Blumhouse is doing. Well, yeah, because they signed... I remember the original thing. It was always planned to be th- three movies because that's what Blumhouse paid for. They yeah. paid to have the rights to do a trilogy. The intellectual properties go back to the uh, Akkad yeah. family. Like yeah. you said, yeah. So the, yeah. the Akkad family, who, by the way, bankrolled everything from Halloween 2 on, literally. Mm-hmm. The only thing that didn't have a COD, the Akkad family's money in it was the first movie. Everything else has been done by them. It's all been... Bankrolled is the word. It's the right word. So, Akkad loved this franchise. Yes, he did. And his son is doing his best yep. to carry on daddy's legacy. Yep. And this movie, even though you, you might love it, you might hate it. It's one of those movies that even hardcore Halloween fans... After I watched it, I was really watching a lot of the YouTubers that I watch in the horror community, and they actually liked it because it was something that they could talk about for a long time. Even hardcore Halloween fans that love the original and pretty much crap on every other movie in the franchise, they still made 
five videos about this movie. Well, because like you said, it's it's dense. It's oh, it's got some meat on it. A lot happens, and I wish it happened better. Yeah, but yeah, there there will be discussions. But I mean, like, and I've seen the videos range from one show that I watched. Uh, I'm not plugging any YouTubers, so mm-hmm. if you can figure out who I'm talking about, good for you. But um, there was one that I watched where they didn't like Halloween Kills. Mm-hmm. They rated Halloween Kills at a three. They rated this one as a three. They're like, Halloween 2018 was all right. Halloween Kills was stupid. And I, it's hard to argue Reevaluating that movie, I like it less and less. The more I th- so, the more I think about Halloween Kills, the less I like it. It's it's got a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Just the evil dies tonight. So they 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 take the angry mob from Halloween Four and crank the stupid up to eight. Yeah, and by eight I mean eighty. Yeah, just it's ridiculous. And then yeah, it's this movie has. As many, if not more, problems than kills. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. For me, it doesn't work. It's a bad ending to this story. Yeah. And the problem is, the way they set it up, this was supposed to be the epic conclusion to a 44-year saga. Yeah. I think that's the biggest problem with the yeah. missed landing, is the fact that there's so much history behind this movie, and they flubbed it. They just ruined the ending. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. the main th- the main thing that I have about this movie is that I put it on the same tier as the oddball movie, the other oddball movies in the franchise. So you can put this on the same tier as Resurrection, even H two O, Halloween six, and Halloween five because they are different. They are very odd, and there are a lot of people who hate those movies. And even Halloween 3, even though it does not have Michael in it. Don't do that. Yeah. No, no. You're being mean. Halloween 3 is a good movie. No, I'm not saying it's my opinion. <laughs> I like Halloween 3. I'm just saying there's a lot of people who still connect it, even though there's nothing to connect. No. So, even though they put it on that rank of very, I guess, the oddball movies, the movies that you love, but also you hate or you just are in the middle... Halloween Ends is something that I would not rewatch. Yeah. Um, I think I will eventually rewatch this movie. It's just going to be a little while. And the only way I'm going to rewatch this is in like a marathon thing mm-hmm. where I want to watch this specific timeline. Mm-hmm. And I'll go from Halloween to Halloween yeah. to extended cut of kills. And if I'm feeling real froggy... Yeah. I'll put it on. Although I might stop paying attention to it. And or just, I'm going to just be on the background. It might just be on the background. Or conversely, I invite people over when we make it a drinking game so it's a watchable movie. <laughs> I would definitely do that. Yeah. The I've I watched this movie twice in forty eight hours. Uh I'm good for watching it for a Yeah good long while unless we make it a drinking game i give you that uh would i watch it again if i want to show someone how bad this movie is maybe Mm -hmm. 
as to con- like further my point in regard to this, Halloween ends. I probably won't really watch ever again. I'll definitely own it because I I'm Halloween is my franchise. I love love Halloween to death. But going back to those other bad movies, I'll watch Halloween H two O. I'll even watch Time Out. Time Out. Halloween H two O is a good movie. I like Halloween H two O. It's very screen. It, it is, but it's not bad. No, Halloween Resurrection is bad. It is bad, but it. I will also still watch that movie anyway, because I like. There's certain things about that movie that I do like. CGI mask. That's H two O. I thought that was Resurrection. No, it's H two O. Um, no, a resurrection is Buster Rhymes. Karate oh, kicking, you're right. Karate kicking Mikey, Michael in the face. Um, but I will still watch Halloween 6. I love Halloween 6. I will watch, I will still watch Halloween 5, but not as much as I used to. I used no. to watch a lot. I used to watch Halloween 4 and 5 a lot. But this... I'll probably watch Halloween Kills. I'll definitely watch Halloween 2018 the month the most out of the bunch between the three, but not this one. Uh, here's the thing. For me, if I could redo how all of this went down, there'd be one movie. Cause Halloween 2018 is a self-contained experience. Yes. And Michael dies at the end of that movie if you don't have Halloween kills. But just because the way that movie ends, yeah, okay, he got in the gun cabinet and it didn't burn him to death. The only thing with that is Halloween kills opens with a plot hole for me. Because I don't know if you guys know how fire and metal react together. Or how smoke works. But if you're in a basement that's on fire and you hide in a metal gun cabinet that doesn't have any oxygen source in it, many things happen. First off, all the oxygen burns up very quickly and you suffocate. And after you're dead from suffocation, your body cooks And then when they do the autopsy, your lungs are black from smoke inhalation. So, which is why Halloween 2018 into kills is also building up Michael as this unstoppable killing machine. Right. Because something that would have killed every human being on the planet three ways doesn't kill him. Yep. Yeah, and to be fair with how that movie goes, it makes sense within that timeline. And that's Mm. that story. Right, until he becomes weak old Mr. Sewer Man. Weak <laughs> <laughs> old Mr. Sewer Man. Oh, uh, man. I do gotta say, I, I wouldn't want to get rid of kills just be, just for... The lulls. Well, the breakout scene in that in the oh, beginning. brutal. When oh, he's beautiful. killing the fireman. So good. That's still one of the most controversial scenes in the entire series. Really? 
a lot of people online got really mad that they showed firemen getting oh, killed. Oh, yeah. They got really mad. Violence that offended a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Violence against first responders is apparently not popular, even though nobody likes the police. Still. Well, I, I, every, no one likes the police, but everyone's okay with the firefighters. <laughs> apparently. I don't know. I. Either way, as a whole, we have our feelings about this. I think we can put the franchise to bed for a little bit. Oh, Not okay. saying put a rest. Obviously, the story the story of Laurie Strode is is done. Put a stake in it. Yeah, put put a stake in it in regards to with Jamie Lee Curtis. She did a great job. I give her all the applause for how much work and energy and time that she has done for the franchise. So, and James Duke Courtney did a great job. As Michael, I I give it all the props. And John Carpenter, he did everything that he could. He he brought the music back and made it even better. And I appreciated that. So that leads into the question. Is this scary? Yes, but not for the reason you think. Not, yeah, yeah exactly. Not, in not, the, not for the reason you wanted it. Yeah. Um, this is scary on the fact that I might have to rewatch it soon. That would that terrifies me. I don't want to do that. I don't want to. Um, I think it's also scary for the future of the franchise because at this point, if you can't hand the reins of Halloween over to people as talented as David Gordon Green and Danny McBride and have it come out as a successful, coherent trilogy, it's going to be very difficult to hand it to less talented people and hope for a better outcome. And I say talented because if you look at... Most of Danny McBride's work is in comedy. But... Go watch Eastbound and Down. Go watch The uh, Righteous Gemstones. That man is a good actor. He's a good writer. He... I don't know what went wrong with Chunks of Kills and most of this movie. And David Gordon Green had some really good movies under his belt. So it's just... I... I don't know where it goes from here. And it kind of scares me. Yeah. We will just have to wait and see. No horror news for this week, but we are preparing some episodes. Um, I was going to say the next stuff that we're going to do, uh, if you guys can start giving us suggestions for Wes Craven movies. Mm-hmm. That will most likely be January for our will. director because he definitely won. There was a tie for a period of time, and then we, oh, started yeah. sh- we started sharing it on the socials a little bit more, and then it was like, okay. we. Wes Craven got half the votes out of the entire poll, so yeah. that was a decisive victory. So um, we're hoping at least <clears throat> at least maybe three movies, just like how we did with John Carpenter. Yeah. So uh, hang out with us for the next few weeks. We'll talk about some nightmares. Yep. <laughs> This is Shelby. This is Phil. This is Zach. Stay spooky.